So hey, uh, I'm excited to, to talk to you guys tonight. I'm going to read a passage to start, and then we'll, we'll kind of work through it. So bring your attention to the screen. We're going to be going through Ephesians 4. So if you're not familiar with the Bible, the Bible's broken up into different what's called books. And inside of the books, there's, there's chapters and verses. And this specific uh, book in the Bible is called Ephesians. And it's actually a letter that's written by one of the church leaders. It's a letter written to a church. Okay, so he's, he's speaking to a group of people like this, like a group of people in a church, and he's, he's telling them some things. And so this is all inspired by God, but God, as you guys know, God uses people. And so this is what it says in Ephesians 4. It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption which basically means the day where you'll stand before God once you leave your body, once we leave our bodies. So it says in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, which is basically like hatred and holding Honda things. When people do wrong to you, get rid of rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And instead of doing all those things, be kind to each other. Tender, hey, tell them I said hi. Tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So we're in a series called Find the Gold. Everyone say, Find the Gold. My first point that I want to make tonight is, is, is my and your, our words matter. Say, my words, my words. matter. Every word that we speak has impact. Proverbs 18.21 says it this way. It'll come on the screen. Proverbs 18.21. It says, the tongue, meaning our words, can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. This means that the words we speak are extremely powerful. If, you're, if you have negative talk, negative self-talk, negative talk towards others, this says, according to God, that you will reap negativity. If you speak positivity, if you speak what's called life, it says we will reap positivity because there are consequences to the words that we speak. So I want you to say this after me. Say, every word, every word is, a seed. is a seed. Every word is a seed. Everything that we say plants something that we will experience in the future. This is what I know about people. Sometimes we do, like, y'all ever do, like, dumb things? Yeah. Like, yeah. your mom's like, hey, like, take out the trash, and you're like, no, I'm playing Fortnite, right? Or like, sometimes we'll be like, sometimes, like for me, it's, my, it's like, it's, I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking and, and 
to my wife. And, and, and sometimes, you know how like guys, you know how guys work, right? Like when, when I make fun of you, this is what I, like when I make fun of you, it means I love you. You ever have that with your bros? Like when you're with your bros, it's like I'm going to make fun of you and that shows our love for one another. It doesn't really make sense. And it doesn't really, like, it's, it's weird. And I don't necessarily recommend it, but it's just something that like we do. It's weird. But this is what I also found out. Doesn't work with girls. Doesn't work. I, I I found that I would like, you know, some like I make fun of my wife, and and then like, like I'm like, whoa, I did not see it going that way. Right? Sometimes we do things that are that are silly. We say things that are silly. We say things that we regret, and and it's important to understand that that the words we speak are seeds. And they start off really small, right? Seeds seem pretty insignificant. You throw the picture up there. Like seeds, is there the picture? Is, there not, is it not there? It should be in there. It should just be in the message notes. It's not there? It's not working. Anyway, it's okay. So imagine with me. Imagine a seed. It's small, insignificant. It's about that big. But seeds that are planted grow to become trees and plants, and they produce fruit. And the same is true as our words. Every word is a seed that we sow into our future. So it's important that we take the words that we speak very seriously. Very seriously. The words that we speak towards ourselves. So you do something dumb, and then what do you do? Like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. Or maybe you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm so ugly. Or maybe you, maybe you, get, a, you, get, a, you get a test back or you get an assignment back and you say something like, I'm so dumb. Or maybe... I'm going to pause right now. I'm not joking, okay? Or maybe we, uh, you got it, the seed? You guys rock. Or maybe we, uh, maybe we, maybe it actually wasn't the seed that we planted in our lives, but maybe you, you had a parent that said that you'd never accomplish anything. Maybe you had an older brother that called you stupid from a very young age. Maybe you had a teacher that said you'll never accomplish anything. Maybe the seed that's been growing in your life isn't this, the words that you planted, but it was actually a seed that someone else planted. And it shows, right, like when, in, like when I played basketball, right, I, I was a decent basketball player. I played uh, I played varsity basketball at Granville. I played at Grace Bible College um, in, in college, and I played basketball, and, and I would have a good game, right? And then all of a sudden, like, my coach would come to me, and he would say one negative thing. And that one negative thing is the thing that kept me up at night. Because negativity is, is really easy to really consume and really to focus on. We could have, someone could say all amazing things about you, and one person 
says and makes fun of you during school and it ruins your whole day. You know, your teacher says, so nice to see you. Your parents are like, have a great day. Your dad's like, I love you. You see your best friend. You see your boo. And they're like, you're so cute. And then, and then you see these, and then like they speak. And then on one, one negative word or one negative experience, and it ruins your whole day. It proves that our words and what we say about ourselves and one another are extremely important. James 3 says it this way. It says, with the tongue... We praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings. Right? We're up here. We're like, God, you're so good. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. And then you're just going back to your seat, and you're like, oh, my gosh, can you believe so-and-so is here? Y'all are laughing, but I know those conversations happen. We're like, God, I love you. Maybe you're like this. Oh, God. And then you talk crap about me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope maybe you are. I hope you're not. You're going to hurt my feelings. But sometimes we can talk to God, and then when we talk to people, it's extremely negative. What it says here, it says, with tongues we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. You know, I'm going to be a dad, right? I'm my first kid. I'm my boy. I'm going to have my boy. And I love my boy already. I feel my wife's tummy, and he's like, tu, tu. I'm like, dun, 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 It's like, I know he's like, I got a little, got a little Rocky Balboa in, my, in, the, in, the, in that belly. He's punching and kicking, and my wife's, I'm like, that's amazing. My wife's like, ow! Oh! She can't sleep, but you know what? Praise the Lord, that woman, I mean, sorry. I mean, I'm just glad I don't have to carry a baby in my belly. And so, so I have a, this is what I know, right? So we're made in God's likeness. And I have so much love for my son already, and he's not even like, I can't even hold him yet. Here's what I know. I love you guys, but if you talk crap about my boy, mm-mm. We're gonna, I'm going to get that joust machine out. You know that joust thing we take in here? I'm going to call you out, and I'm going to get the big little Q-tip thing, and it's going to be, and it's going to be legal because you signed a waiver. I mean, I still love you, but I'll just, you know. Because this is why, like, listen, when you talk about other people, do you realize that you're talking about God's children? When we talk about other people, we're not talking about someone who's distant. Do you know that you're actually talking about your brothers and sisters? Do you know that when you talk about, when we talk about other people, we're talking about someone who's extremely connected to us? And do you know that the, 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 the words that we speak about ourselves are seeds, but the words that we speak about others are also seeds? And it's so easy to get sucked into the vortex of negativity when God has called us and has directed us to live with positivity and to live with encouragement. And we have that culture, but I'm here to say we can get better. 
I'm here to say I can get better. I'm here to say God is calling us to be positive, to be encouragers, to be life givers, to be trendsetters, to be leaders, and to be the, the shining light. Somebody, you can ask me, Jake, how can I be a light in my school? It's really easy. Just don't gossip and be positive. Like, it's really that easy. You don't have to pray for no one. You don't have to go to your prayer groups. You don't have to do anything. You can just be positive and don't gossip. And guess what? You, we will set ourselves apart because everyone else lives that way. Truth? Truth? Truth. Mark eleven twenty three says, Truly I tell you, if anyone, everyone say says, to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. So your words are not only seeds to your life, our words are seeds to our circumstances. You know, some of us have circumstances in our life that we're complaining about. Some of us have circumstances in our life that really we need to stop complaining and we need to start speaking to them. Some of us have family members that instead of complaining about our family member, we need to start speaking the opposite about our family member. Instead of complaining about how hard school is, we need to start talking differently about school. Because this is what I understand about myself is that when I start speaking neg negatively, what happens is I start seeing negatively. When I start complaining, I, everything else seems dim and gloomy. But when I use my words and I use my language to actually speak more highly than what I see, is I actually start to see things more highly. That when I wake, when I wake up in the morning, it's actually, it's, it's a better experience waking up. And nothing changes on the outward, but we need to start using our words to speak to the mountains in our lives, to speak to the circumstances. Everyone say, say. say. means you've got to start talking. Some of you are good at it. So, really quick, three ways to be a leader in my language. Three ways to be a leader in my language. Number one, speak who you want to be, not what you fail to do. So my brother Jared, you, and all, you all know Jared, he was telling me a story about one of, his, one of his friends who was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And Jared uses this phrase and he says, don't talk to my friend like that. I'm talking to the friend who said, I'm an idiot. Because he recognizes that you're not what you failed to do. You are who God says you are. And so we need to speak what you want to be, not what you failed to do. So even if you failed in sin, you failed in friends, you failed in school, you speak what you want to be, not what you failed to do. Second thing, start and end your day with a positive verse from the Bible. Start and end your day with a positive verse from the Bible. The word of God is alive and active. And the Bible is extremely positive. The Bible is extremely filled with life. It's filled with truth. It's filled with the things that you and I need in order to live a successful and peace-filled life. And if we will take and make a habit of in the beginning of our day and the end of our day, taking one verse, speaking it, not just reading it, speaking it, because they say, my words, say my words, matter. See, your thoughts matter, but sometimes your thoughts get jumbled. When you say something, there's power. The Bible doesn't say, think to this mountain. It says, speak to the mountain. 
So use your words. Speak positive. Take a positive verse from the Bible. Speak it at the beginning and the end. Last thing, really easy, stop gossiping. If you want to be a leader, if we want to be leaders in our language, stop talking about other people. You know that when you talk about, like, I have a theory that when every time I gossip, three other people gossip about me. Because what you sow, what we sow is what we, every word is a seed. So if I sow gossip, what am I going to get in return? Who likes to be gossiped about? Um, that's not gossip. <laughs> Nobody likes to be gossiped about. Are you kidding me? No way. So let's stop the gossip. Stop the gossip. So find the gold, right? That's what we're trying to do. Find the gold. Speak highly. Speak highly. Find the gold. Three ways. Speak who you want to be, not what you fail to do. Start and end with your day with a positive verse from the Bible and stop the gossip. In order to find the gold often, this is how I want to segue into this. Sometimes finding the gold in people, I'll just put it up on the screen. We have to forgive before we find. Some of us can't speak positively towards other people because we've been so hurt by them. So in order to actually start to speak life over someone, the first step isn't to speak life. The first step is to actually forgive them. And so this is what it says in Ephesians 4.30, instead of be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So when I was in, Mon- I was in Montana, I was in Montana when I was in eighth grade, right, on a trip uh, with school, or not with school, trip with church, and we were hiking in the mountains, right? So these beautiful mountains, we're hiking, and I'm like in eighth grade, so who's like 13 years old here, like 13, 14? So I'm like, I'm going to hike to the top of that mountain running the whole way, running. And I was running up this mountain, and I slipped, and I fell, and guess what I fell on? A cactus. Right? No joke. Right in my butt. Right in my left butt cheek. And I was sitting this cactus, right? I, got, I, I fell in the cactus, and I was like, oh, this. And so, anyway, so I went back to the camp, and we had to get all these little needles, right? So, like, so like the big needles hurt, but the little needles hurt, too, right? And so it's all on my left butt cheek. And so I'm like, who's going who's gonna, to, I can't, like, you know, like, I'm not that flexible, like, to pick all the. So I got one of my friends. And I'm like, bro, you got to pick these needles out of my left butt cheek. And. So we got tweezers, no joke, this is no joke. And he, what a friend, I, he just got married, I was in his wedding, I was in his, it's Leah's brother, <laughs> it's Leah's brother, Nathan, picked the needles out of my butt. And, uh, and so he picked the needles out of my butt, and, and, and so what unforgiveness is like, right, so falling on the cactus hurt, right? But what unforgiveness, another way to put it, bitterness anger towards someone else that you can't give up. It's a grudge that you're holding on to that you can't let go of. What that is like, it's like me falling on a cactus, picking up the cactus, hugging the cactus, and then yelling at the cactus for being a bad boy. Can you, you get what I'm saying? So it makes no sense for the thing to hurt me to continue to hurt me. So 
I pick up the cactus, I hug it, I'm like, I hate you, cactus, I hate you. And then I look at the cactus and I'm like, huh. And then I speak to my friends about the cactus because the cactus hurt me, but I'm squeezing and it's continuing to hurt me and continuing to hurt me. And that's what, the ra- that's what grudges, bitterness, unforgiveness, and hatred towards someone else is like. You think it's actually hurting them, but it's actually hurting you. And so the one time where they hurt you, instead of actually, instead of, instead of just hurting you once, it hurts you again and again and again and again and again. And God never designed you to live that way. He designed you to let go. So before we find the golden people, sometimes we have to forgive. So my question, you can throw that awkward photo up, like, 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 well, this is awkward because some of you need to forgive someone who's in this room. You're like, I'm not going to look at them. I'm not going to look at them. I'm not going to look at them. Some of you need to forgive a parent. Some of you need to forgive a teacher. Some of you need to forgive a bully. Some of you need to forgive someone at your school that, that totally gossips and makes fun of you behind your back. See, some of you, before you can ever find the gold in someone or in people, we have to forgive them. Jesus says this in Luke 6, 27 to 28. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good, th- do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. And, and, and the beautiful thing about forgiveness is that it's not really up to you. I'll give you the three steps towards for, moving towards forgiveness. Three steps of moving towards forgiveness. First step is how much has God forgiven you? It says in the Bible that you and I were enemies of God. It says, that, it says in the Bible that you and I are the reason that Jesus went to the cross and had to die. It says in the Bible that, that he was beaten because of you, your and my sin. And so we need forgiveness, amen? We need forgiveness. And we recognize how much we've been forgiven. It opens up our heart and softens it so that we can say, wow, if God forgave me, then I can forgive my dad, my mom, so-and-so at school, someone in this room even. Because don't allow one moment of pain produce a lifetime of pain. Let it go, guys. Second step. Make a decision to forgive them. So a lot of times, someone's like, I don't feel like I can forgive them. Listen, forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a decision. And when we forgive someone, oftentimes we have to use the first principle that we talked about is we have to use our words. We have to use our words and we need to say out loud, I forgive for whatever that is that they did to you. We need to speak it out loud. So the first step is to recognize how much we've been forgiven and how that Jesus, who is so innocent, it says the, ju- it says the just died or the, the, the godly died for the guilt or the innocent died for the guilty. 
Like God was so innocent and he gave his life for you so that you could be made right, made right and have peace with God. So that you and I could go to heaven. So that you and I could go to relate, have a relationship with God. Third step to move towards forgiveness. <laughs> you ready? Forgive them again. <laughs> Because what will happen is when you choose to, when you say, I forgive them, you're not going to feel it. You're not going to be like, oh, I finally feel like I can forgive so-and-so for gossiping about me. Like, trust me, like, it's not easy. So you're going to give it to God, right? So you're going to let go of the cactus. Let go of the cactus. But what will happen is the devil will try to give the cactus back to you. Like, he'll throw it back on you and say, oh, you can't, you can't trust them. You can't talk to them. Remember what they did to you? They're going to do it again. And that's when that negative feeling comes back. What do we do? Forgive them again. Say, God, I'm still not over this. I forgive them. I forgive so-and-so. I forgive my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, my friend. I forgive them. Don't let the cact, don't hold on to the cactus. Turn to your neighbor, say, say, let go of the cactus. Let go of the cactus. All right. Let go of the cactus. All right, everyone, just close your eyes. We're going to end here with a prayer. We're going to end with prayer here. So if, if the first step to that forgiveness and finding the gold in other people is first recognize how much we've been forgiven. And I'm not going to assume that everyone in the room has received a forgiveness that God offers to them. I'm not going to assume that everyone in the room is right with God. As Easter's coming up, you may not even know what Easter's about, but really what Easter is about is how mankind is so evil and so broken because of thousands of years of living disconnected from God. And God couldn't handle being disconnected from his kids anymore. So he sent his son, Jesus, to the earth to be reconnected with his kids, to forgive them of all their sin, to rid them of all their brokenness, to restore them to perfect peace. And if you're someone in the room that you're saying, you know what, I've never received that forgiveness, or maybe I, I thought I did, but today is my day to be made right with God. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and then I'm going to ask you to make eye contact with me, so it's important that everyone's eyes are closed. Only the people who are raising their hand to have their, their eyes open. So on the count of three, if you want to make that decision to say, you know what, I, I'm still broken, and I need I need help. I need Jesus and his, his offer of forgiveness, his offer of peace in exchange for my broken life. If you want to make that decision on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise it up. Awesome. Now, if you raise your hand, I want you just to look at me. No one else's eyes closed. This is a, this is, this is a special moment for you. I want to say to each and every one of you that God is crazy and madly in love with you. And that he's pursuing you. 
because he loves you. And that no matter what's going on, gone on in your life, if you grew up in church or not, if you've ever, no matter how many mistakes that you've made, God is so crazy madly in love with you. And all he wants is to bring you peace and to be connected to you. It's all he wants. He doesn't care about your past. He doesn't care about what you believe, believe about the world. All he cares about is that you and him are connected. And he has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for your entire life. Good things planned for your life. He wants to lead you every single day. No matter what your friends think, no matter what your family thinks, he says he will never leave you or forsake you. He will be with you every moment of every day because he loves you. With everyone, along with those people that raise their hands, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for my sin. Thank you for raising him back to life so that I could have a relationship with you. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. Lead me and make yourself known in the everyday. I give my life to you and I will follow you in Jesus' name. Give it up for those guys. Come on, that's amazing. Hey.